Okay, so today we're going to conclude the analysis of the second bracha of Shemun Esrei, the bracha of Atzogibar. We talk about Kaddish Baruch and we spoke about the levels of Hashem's Gevurah. So, we spoke last time just to focus on the progression in a spiritual sense of how a person who falls goes from being a Nofel to being a Chodah to being an Asur to being dead. But the is that that just gives us the order. Of course, it applies physically too. People are chilim, people are asurim, and uh, there's aren't things which are bukayach in order to change. Not every disease is curable, unfortunately. Not always is the person able to free someone who's trapped. It's not even a question of enemies. Uh, in a landslide, in an earthquake, the people who are trapped we can't get to. So we talk about Shem's Gvura and surpassing what people are able to do as well. That's a very simple chat. And uh, they both, whether we're talking in the reference of Hashem's Gvura, as we see what he can do more than we can do, which is a very simple level, but on a much higher level, the Akadash Baruch's Gvura extends even to overriding the Basin Shlomado, it all part, forms part of our appreciation of Gvura Hashem. And as we said at the beginning of the Bracha, as I said at the beginning of the Bracha, the, the point why Shun one of the introductions of Shun is that Togibar is because. Part of the Emunah, part of the Bitachon we have in Tefillah, that davening works is because HaKadosh Baruch can make it work. Something which uh, a person can't do, there's no point asking him for. And something if I'm in doubt, I'm a super, can the person help me or not? So then I'm not sure that it's really worth my while because it could be they might want to help me, they aren't able to. And therefore one of our comments with Tefillah is, Hashem is always able to. That's a given Everything we ask for, it's possible for Hashem to do. Now I want to digress for a moment just to explain one point which is often asked in this. And that is, we talk about the fact that Hashem doesn't do nesim. So we don't, we don't mean to ask for a ness. Hashem, uh, we are not meant to ask for a ness. Because HaKash Baruch doesn't do nesim. Like the Gemara says in Shabbos that not, even though Hashem provides for people, gives parnasa, Hashem doesn't make food appear in people's uh, in kitchen closets. Because that, uh, that would be a ness. So, at what stage do we say that something is in the ghetto of the nest and we can't ask for it? At what stage can we say that something is, there's nothing too difficult for Hashem and we can't ask for it? How do the two things apply? I'm just saying this now as an lockdown because when you're going to get to all the various requests in Shemona right? so then sometimes a person thinks to himself, you know, those things we ask for, which it seems to us are easy to, to, for Hashem to do, so to speak, it's not going to require much. And sometimes a person asks for something which seems to them to be a miracle. Am I allowed to ask for that? A person who has been consistently uh, foolish their whole life, another asks for dust. Hashem is going to change their brain. A person who is, whatever they are, they're sick. They ask for a refer. There isn't a medical refer. They're asking for a nest. When, when do we say are oh, the parameters of a person is allowed to ask for? And when do we say it fits into the category of not asking for a nest? And that, uh, once again, just to clarify, there's not to say that Hashem can't do Nesim. He proved us in Mitzrayim, He proved us by Sinai, and many other times throughout Tanakh, Hashem can do Nesim. It says He doesn't want to. And uh, that means all. Hashem doesn't want to because there's a Mahalach of how Hashem wants to run the world. And even though He proved us that He's able to override the system when needed, but uh, it's something Hashem prefers not to do. So what's the answer? So this is brought down in the name of lots of different lots of different Mepharshim. So I'll just say it as Mepharshim say because of, uh, really the, the idea is expressed in different words by lots of Mepharshim and Twitter. And they say the same idea. And that is 
I can ask Hashem for the results. I can't ask Hashem for the way to get bring it to me. Because asking Hashem for the way to bring it to me might interfere with whatever Hashem has, might be across the boundary from being uh, with something which works within the system to out of the system. So I, I don't have to define to Hashem exactly how I want Him to help me, what I want Him to do. I can ask what I want the result to be, and I leave it up to Him to find a way to do it. So for example, to daven that a person should be healthy, a person should recover, is matter. To daven that uh, miraculously, whatever the illness is, should suddenly disappear overnight, is not. We don't ask Hashem how to do something. We can ask for the refer because Hashem has the option of bringing things around in a way which doesn't go against the rules of nature. And because that's the answer is the verse is not such a bracha. It's a tefillah. But the 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 the, the is if I'm doing something, it should be matzliach. But a tefillah isn't focused on Hashem. Please make me better via this medicine. If I'm doing the medicines, I'll say maybe this should be a refer. If I want to refer, so we just have Hashem wants to send it. And there could be other ways too. And that's what the Gemara says, Harvid Rachim Lamakam. Akkadish Prokh has all the options open. And to define to Hashem which option we want to go and which way he want, we want him to work, that's not going to happen necessarily because, again, Hashem has this calculation of what he wants and doesn't want to do. That's not, an hour, that's not up to us to decide. We can't ask Hashem how to do things. We can ask Hashem what we want, what we need, and we leave Hashem to find a way to do it. And the same thing applies to lots of things. Of course, if a person is doing his status, whether it's uh, taking on a job, whether it's taking a medicine, whether, whatever they're trying to do, they can say, Hashem, maybe it should be, I should be matzliach. But I'm not, def- I'm not confining Hashem to that this is the only way that you can send me the Yeshua. Hashem has lots of ways of doing it. And uh, the main point is, this is what I need. And I'll, I'll leave a Kaddish Baruch Hu, so to speak, uh, the, the option of how he wants to bring it about. Because there's always lots of ways, and that's something we learn famously already from the story of Purim. And that is that there were many options of how Hashem could have saved Klai Yisrael. As bad as the situation was, as dire as it was that Haman had made this decree and all the Jews were slated for destruction, there were lots of options open. There were lots of options open. HaKadosh Baruch could have done anything. He could have killed Hashverish, he could have killed Haman, he could have caused an uprising, he could have... There were, there were the endless amounts of possibilities that Hashem has. And uh, to focus on this is the way it has to work, is a mistake. We don't confine Hashem that this is what we, you have to save us. This is what you have to do. Hashem can choose what He wants to do. And that's based on what Marachai told Esther. He told her that you should know I'm telling you to do something but I don't think that's the only option Hashem has. If for sure, He has lots of options and if this isn't going to work something else will work. And when the Christ will daven, the daven Hashem should save them. And then which option Hashem should choose? This is the option He chose. And could there be other options too? For sure there could be other options too. There wasn't limiting Hashem to one, one route only. That's uh, so the first point. When we daven for something, we daven for the result. Exactly which way it's going to go, Hashem decides. And then we're not asking for a nice. We're not asking for him to do things in a certain way which go against, so to speak, the system we created. You can find a different way to do it. And if people are honest with themselves, normally... What they ask for, Akadish Baruch does do. It's, just, it's a, a question of what people ask, are asking for. Most times, what a person needs, so it works out. Akadish Baruch will find a way to make it, make it happen. Except that people think, ah, oh, so it wasn't Hashem. It's like they're, they're looking for Hashem to answer with a nice guy. He's not going to do that. 
Sada, if you ask for something and it's organized that it happens, so we know. Hakadosh Baruch Hu is also the voice of the Yasser So it means Hakadosh Baruch Hu found a way to do it. A person needs money, so he's not going to daven Hashem. I want the money directly from you. I'll put up my hand and it's going to flop with money. Hashem is not doing it that way. Um, so how's Hashem going to send him money? There are lots of options. You can get a job, you can to do a job. Someone can give him a gift. You can win a lottery. You can find money on the floor. Uh, someone could buy something from him. There, there, there are many. I can say, again. The options of Hashem how to support a person are endless. And what I'm asking for is what I need. How Hashem wants to do it, leave it up to him. That's the, that's the balance. To ask for something specific to happen is asking for a nest. You can't do, you're not allowed to do that. Hashem has this of what he wants to happen. But to ask for the result which we need, and then we leave our Kaddish Baruch with the ability to decide in which way he wants to give it to us, that we are allowed to ask what we meant to ask for. So to clarify, asking for Shidduch wouldn't be specific, asking for that person to be my Shidduch wouldn't be That's even worse. It's a good thing you bring it up, but that's even worse. Because that's not even sure, never mind the means, it's not even sure it's the right thing. Yeah. And that's what the Gemara says. If that's someone who davened for a specific shidduch, she should be the one I marry. And Robert told him, how do you know his job one for you? Davening for a boy. That's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's together asking for something which you don't even know is good for you. Hello, what? Uh, it's just ask. Is too, I that one woman said she wanted to be married to both, and one of them said that I want to be related to one, so she asked for the two, you know? Yeah, what did she ask for? The, the Gemara is talking about the daughter of Chista, and the Gemara says Ketanim have a sense of Nitin uh, Lubomina Achamim. It was a woman, it wasn't given to Ketanim and to Shaiti. And the Gemara brings out an example of Ketanim. So it wasn't it was some kind of prediction. Okay, whatever it is, but the Nukud is like this. When it comes to Nukud, it's even worse, because then it's not just a question of the means to get what you need, you don't even know what you need. So just because I think I like Sarah or Rivka or Rachel or whatever it is, doesn't mean they're right for me. Because Davin, please Hashem, I want to marry her. Hashem might be doing the biggest toy by saying no. What we meant to Davin for the Shidduch is, please Hashem, find me the person you meant for me. And now again, what's the way you're going to find that person? Once again, we're going to leave it up to Hashem. That's his job. He can, he can organize how to do things. We don't have to tell him that. There's a famous story of, I think it was Rechaim Velajna or someone in that door. And someone came to him for a bracha. And uh, for Pranas, he gave him a bracha. So he said to him, um, so he thought, wow, he's got a bracha from whichever god Lador it was. Good, he's not going to be wealthy. So he went to buy a lottery ticket in the Russian state lottery. He thought he was going to become a millionaire, and he lost. So he came back with the bracha, and he said, no, I got your bracha, and I went to buy it in lottery ticket. And I thought I wouldn't I didn't. So the god told him, he said, you don't have to tell Hashem how to help you. The bracha was Hashem to help you. Don't think of the way to help you. You don't have to... You don't have to, so to speak, give him the options of what to do. You dive for a boy, though? No, diving for a boy is a different point, because that's a mitzvah. In a mitzvah of approval, to have a boy in the world, so it's a diving to a kind of mitzvah. You can always do Even then, we're not defining when and how and what. So that's, how, that's the result. Hashem's going to bring it about. It's up to him. The issue is, it's not like Israel asking for a derech, but the problem is that that might be, not be a good derech for us. Or, you, or you're asking him to do something which is like a derech nice. So, so we don't ask for this. Thing. It's not this. No, it doesn't work in Twitter. That's not what you ask for. Twitter works within a framework. And the framework of Twitter is what Hashem is prepared to do something. If someone wants to get money through the lottery, should, should he dab for that? No. Yeah. If someone buys a ticket for lottery, should he dab the same other for that? That should be... Okay, maybe. I'm asking, if I need to do this, this should be my status. But I'm not, I'm not confining Hashem. Once again, we're not telling Hashem how to bring it. We want, to, we want the result. How Hashem is going to bring it? We're not telling Hashem how to do it. 
Hashem, Hashem, please make this country attack that country. This one got to war with them, and then this to this that will bring Moshe. What's the, the expression daime to like to madame to compare them to Hashem we don't find very often, but then there's a certain meaning in it. In other words, let's say in the Shabbos davening, we say Ein Kerkacha or Samusqas Ein Arechlacha, Hashem Elekeinu Bainamazeh. There's nothing which is like your erech. Nothing is as 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 valuable, so to speak. The erech is a value. There's nothing which is the same value as Hashem Elekeinu. That's the first level. It's not just a question of value, there's nothing else. It's not just a question of value, there's nothing else. Then we use the same notion of There's nothing which is doime. Nothing which is comparable, similar. But here's the same thing. When we're talking about then we say there's nothing which is doime to Hashem. What does that mean? Why is the expression we use doime? And one, both times we're talking about it, and there's one other time we use it as well. And that is Nosh Hashanah. When we say, in the Brach of Shafras, we say, Kodesh Baruch Hu, that you show me Truas, you show me the Shafra, Mazin Trua, the Ain Daimelech. Baruch Hu Hashem, that you, Melech, whatever it is, you use that for Trua. Okay, what's the idea of Daimelech? It's not just like there's nothing like you, there's nothing besides you. Uh, it's, there's nothing which is daime, which is comparable to you. In the Safka level, which we see by Chesamesim. So, let's explain. The, the Rambam brings a question that he was asked about this before. He was asked by, it seems like, Chachamim, the philosophers of the end of his time. And they said that, you know, we see a certain way the world acts, the world works. We see a certain running system in the world. And if you want to claim that in the future, then things will be improved on the same system, we understand that. The trees give fruit. You want to say they're going to give bigger fruits, or more plentiful fruits, more often. Okay, we see the system of trees giving fruit. People have children. You want to say that people have more children, Okay, we understand the system which works in the world. You're just going to increase it, intensify it. That we can understand. But they ask, how can you understand that there's a concept which is going to happen in the world which goes against how the world works? It's not just, so to speak, improving on the model or intensifying it. It's working opposite. Or is the question I wanted to know? They said, in the world we see that living things die. We don't see that dead things live. So you claim that when Mashiach comes, it's not a concept which means the dead will come to life. Where do we see it in the world? The whole, the whole direction of the world is that things which li- live gradually age, decay, die, and disintegrate. That, that's the process of this life, the cycle of anything, whether it's people, whether it's animals, whether it's trees. So where do you see the idea of something which is dead coming back to life? 
Now, if the question is a question, is debatable. I don't know if Hashem has to run the world in the same system now and then. Those things will change. But the Rambam went along with the, the Rambam went along with the assumption. And Rambam, where do you see that same concept in the world of that same process? That something which, so to speak, comes back to life, not just that it, it was something living it dies, something which is no longer, which to a certain extent dead, comes back to life again. Now, if you think about it, we see it actually quite often in the brick. It's just a question of degree. Um, the, the trees which are barren half the year and they revitalize in the spring and they come back, they start growing again. People who are asleep at night, this is Ram's example, and they wake up in the morning. So there's a certain ex- added level of consciousness which they didn't have and now they get back again. Added level of ability to do things which they didn't have when they were sleeping and they get back when they wake up in the morning. So as a concept, it's only possible to find. We find that thing, or idea of things which have a lower connection to life or are less active, alive, actively alive, and then they become more alive. It's not impossible. And the only point that we have to use to explain the point is that when a person dies, he doesn't cease to exist. It's just a high degree of the same idea. When a person dies, he doesn't stop existing. Just uh, the, the, the sense of his existence moved out of his body. And just like when a person is, let's say, not conscious, so he could be he's alive, he's just, his body's not active. The tree's alive, it's just uh, in a stage where everything's frozen. But uh, it didn't die completely, and now it can be restored. Same thing when a person is neshama leaves his body. When a person neshama leaves his body, so then there's something there still. The person isn't completely disintegrated. If that would be the case, then there's nothing left. But it's not like that. And that's what we talk about. The Zara talks about it, and the Fashion talk about it. There's something called the, either the Nefesh, or in other words, the Zara, the Havre, the Garmei, the area of life which still remains extant in a person, even after they're no longer conscious, no longer active, they're no longer able to work inside their body. And if that's the case, so the fact, resurrection is just basically not recreation. It's just bring, bringing, it back, bringing a higher level of Chiyos back down again. And what do you do about... Um Cremation or scattering ashes around in the ocean. How that person decimates him? So the Chazal talk about the, the, the tiny bone, which they say doesn't just get destroyed, not by fire, not by not by force, not by anything else. So whatever it is, it, you know, it becomes a point which through which Hashem creates a person. What does the Zayar call it? The Havla, the Garmei, Havla, Mehevel, which means the, the life which is still in the bones. Okay, so there's such a thing. Now. With that in mind, so now the Chiddush here is that we talk about a concept of it means we see a reality that the person didn't disintegrate. He didn't get obliterated. There's still a level, even of a person who's, who's died and a person who's even died a long time ago and his body's decomposed, there's still a certain connection to life there. That's, that's something which uh, we will we'll only it doesn't, look to, to, it doesn't look to us like that but that's something we we'll only recognize what and that is if something can be brought back then there was something to bring back it's not a completely new person it's the same person and for that to happen there has to be something there which is being brought back just like the tree which the seed disappears in the ground but it's the seed which comes out again and sprouts to something new that's the, the, the person who's completely unconscious if he comes back no, he's, he's resuscitated it's the same person that comes back it's not a new person, it's the same person. Hashem brings him back. And the Gemara proves this. The Gemara says that if a person died of injury, 
he'll be brought back injured in the same way he, le- he was nifter, and Hashem will heal him. Gemara. Whatever the injury they had that they died from or died with, they'll come back like that because it's the same person, and then Hashem will heal them. And we learn from the pasuk. There's two stages. Hashem kills, he brings back to life. He damages, he, he, he hits, he gives a makkah, but when he I heal. So Hashem will bring them to life and then heal them. It's not a new person, it's the same person Hashem brings back, and then Hashem will, will if, they, if they were in any way incapacitated or, or damaged, Hashem will heal them too. <coughs> that process, that concept, and that, that's what we say, there's, there's a difference between saying there's nothing similar to Hashem we said before that there's nothing which is as valuable or as important as you and they're saying there's nothing which, which, which compares because this is something which so to speak is, a, is an element which but the notion is there's nothing which is a similar process in which, which we see and that is the process that Akilu HaKadosh Baruch Hu can uh, maintain something, so to speak, in existence, however long it's going to be. So that way, when it comes to Tchir Samesim, they'll bring it back again. That same element, to some level, applies with Tchir Shefah also. That same level applies with Tchir Shefah as well, because part of the Kayach of Tchir Shefah is this Uri Yishanim. Uri Yishanim, like we know. And the concept of the Uri Yishanim in a spiritual sense is the same thing. Like the Ramam writes, Eila Yishanim Bahavdei Azman. People who've gone to sleep, spiritually means people who are like inactive, not doing anything. They're wasting their lives. But if they, if they would then be destroyed, if they would no longer, so to speak, register as having a Nisham or whatever it would be, then there would be, there would, there would, there would be no hope for them to change. The fact that there's still a possibility of Uri Yishan, that the Yishan can be woken up, that they can be brought back again, means there is still something there. And that's the Kayach which still exists, and from which HaKadosh Baruch can bring a person back. And therefore, if we talk about the Kayach of the Shafer, so to speak, to, to arouse that dormant, that latent part of a person, latent maybe 50, 60 years, it might be the whole life, they never, they never attached it, but it's there. If it's there, it can be, resur- it can be brought back again. So that it's like a, a fire. You can see a roaring flame, and you can put out the flame. But there's still embers which are, have enough heat that can be you know, fanned back into fire. And that's the Yisraeli also. The fact that even when something dies, or even something disintegrates, even when something seems to disappear, HaKadosh Baruch keeps a system that there's always that ember somewhere which is going to bring back whether it's in Tresa whether it's in Tshuva, whether it's through the Shaifa, whether it's through the Tresa Mesa, whatever it's going to be, that, that's, that, that's what we use at Lashem. The Chazal Teres is the Gemara. The Gemara says that the Malach who's in charge of the Mason, his name is Daime. The Malach in charge of the Mason, his name is Daime. Uh, or Duma, sometimes it's called it's the, same word, the same letters. And that is, we talk about the Yerde Duma. The people who go down to Duma, he's the Malach in charge of the Mason. And now we end we talk about the mason the, the, the mason when they die and that's the idea of Yerdei Duma the mason behind the cover they call Yerdei Duma that's the mason they go down to Duma he's the malach who's in charge of the mason and now we see a certain chidosh and that is his job is to provide them with a mashah of life 
even though they may seem, because mm-hmm. that way they're, they're, they're still eligible, they're still roi, they're still surviving in the sense which they can be brought back in. And that's the end of At that level, we see that there's nothing comparable to Hashem, not just for the eventual turnaround, that is Tchis and Mesim, but from the point of the fact that He always maintained that. He's always, anything which we see uh, as being destroyed, as being killed, as being decimated, Ba'atzim Hashem is always maintaining something which He can bring back again. And that's part of the Gvur. That uh, with that eye to the future, HaKadosh Baruch will always maintain that level of Chiyas now. Here we have the process. King of kings kills. He brings back to life. And that's, what, that's the mushroom we go for. It's something which grows. It's the same mushroom. It's a mushroom to the seed. The person puts the seed in the ground. It looks like the seed is dead. Nothing happens. But that seed has enough life in it that eventually it's going to grow. And the same thing over here. That even if Hashem is memis, he kills. But there's a, that, that point which can be Matzmeich Yisho, that point with, through which Hashem will be Mechayeh. So the Mechayeh here is the fact that it's alive under the surface, alive? Or is we it see that. When Hashem is Mechayeh, He brings it back to life. So we see that there was, it was always alive to some level beforehand. And now we see a seed. You can plant a seed, you don't see anything for months. But eventually you see something spread. Ah, so that seed was always there. That seed was always uh, living. That's the same you said. And that's the, that's the, the combination of the bracha. And that is that it's not just that HaKadosh Baruch Hu overrides a gazera. Like we said, HaKadosh Baruch Hu can be, as we said before, can be Mechaya Mesim, which means even people who deserve to die, Hashem will save them. Now let's see another point too. And that is, even if he's a Melech Memis, he actually killed. But he kills in a way which he can bring back again. And that is, he's Memis Umechaya. He kills. But he keeps the chiyos that he can bring it, that he can be matzmiach that chiyos. They can bring it back to life again, and if that's the case, so then even when Hashem punishes, it's like punishing with one hand and holding him back with the other. There's a certain level of nemis, machatsti. I can punish, I can kill. At the same time, it's held to the level that uh, it's not complete, and therefore there's still the point which Hashem prevents the punishment reaching. There's still the point to bring the person back. Is nemis or mechayim? Now. <coughs> That's a very different, that's a tremendous Gemara. The Gemara says, it's uh, uh, in the Basra. The Satan comes to Hashem. And the Satan asks Hashem to punish Eov. And the, Hashem tells the Satan, you can do what you like on one condition. Don't kill him. Do what you like, don't kill him. And the that the Gemara says a very unusual line. So the Gemara in the Basra says, it was a very hard thing for the sultan to do. To be able to punish and make sure you're not going to kill him. Punish but not kill him. It's a, to keep that balance was God old Cyrus or Sultan. It was a very hard thing for the sultan to do. Normally the sultan wants to kill. He wants to kill. And uh, if you can't, I guess, leave the person alone. But to try and work out exactly how far can I, can I punish him and still make sure nothing's going to happen. It's like a very delicate balance. For the sultan, it was God old Cyrus or Sultan. But understand, that's the, that, that, that word, to be able to Balance. How much can I do without destroying? Okay, the sultan is the sultan. For him, it's very difficult. That's the saying about Hakadosh Baruch Hu. He's a meimus of mechaya, and that is as whatever Hashem is going to do. It's always that this is how much I'm going to punish, but I'm not going to do more. There'll always be the possibility of um, that the person that something doesn't get destroyed. 
there's still the element which can be brought back again. And that's when it comes to Misa. Kalvachem, when it comes to punishment. For sure, Hashem makes a cheshman. This is how much the punishment is going to be, and not more than that. The Gemara theme says, and I'll finish with this. The Gemara says, Torah talks about uh, illness, which is called Chalayim, Rayim, Venemanim. Bad, reliable illnesses. And obviously, the Gemara asks the question, what's a reliable illness? What's Neman about it? You can say, Chalayim, Rayim, I hear you. It's a bad illness. What's, what's, why is it Neman? And the Gemara answers that it doesn't do more than Hashem wanted it to do. A Sembex person, the Chayli, and it's exactly decided this is how much he's going to suffer. Don't, not more than that. It won't last longer, it won't spread further, it won't give you more pain than is decided. So the Chayli has to be Neman, has to be reliable that this is how much is dictated, not more. And that's Kvara. When a person doesn't do anything, it's, I'll give you something simple. Uh, the Ravid talks about Tiny Saravid. The Ravid says that if a person is eating and enjoying something, he should stop in the middle. But yeah, stop. Might have to finish the bed. I can tell you from a lot of people who've tried it, it's easier not to eat than to eat and stuff. And if you're only and I want to see the food, I won't get the lunch I'll stay in the best medicine. It's much easier than to go and eat and the middle of the food where I'm enjoying and stuff now. To, to do something halfway and stuff is more good than not to do. And it's the same thing said by Hashem. Memis umechai. Hashem punishes, Adkan. Stop. It's not that Hashem just says, okay, punishment, let the punishment go. No, everything's exactly measured and Hashem holds it exactly where it's meant to be. Uh, whether it's a khayli, whether it's misa, whether it's how much a person is going to suffer, there's an exact amount, and Hashem restrains, so to speak, whatever force it is he's going to use to harm, to punish, to, to kill, to exactly the amount that's meant to go, and not more than that. And that's another demonstration of the Gevur. Not just Hashem can stop a punishment, but Hashem can hold back a punishment midway. Because Baruch can give it the limit of where it's going to get, and then it will stop. Maybe Sumachai. Then when we have the Mechaya, then we see that there was, the Yeshua was always there. It was planted long time. It was planted at the same time. When it's Matzmiach, when it flourishes, when it grows, it's only later, but that, that proves that Melechat Chilat was always there. And there was an element which was never destroyed, and from that the Yeshua can come forth. And therefore we see the Bracha, Mechaya Mesim, it's a Bracha which is something which we understand is the highest level where we will see this world. It hasn't happened yet, but we Mubarak Hashem on, on the concept, on the fact that we know that that's how Hashem's Gevura works, that, uh, that shows two points. Number one, the ability. That, uh, number two, that, that means that there was always that Koyach, which maintained the life so that it can be fanned back into flame, that it can be brought back again by Tchiyas